When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Woke up this morning, got yourself a gun. Hello, welcome to the family with Ralph W. Basher, MD, Hackmaster. Alex Brampernard Rasmussen. And Andy Brampernard. And Mama Umau Mau, Catherine will be here at some point. But we never know with her. We just never know. We will be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Hey, Tommy. Still got the cone of silence? Why are we whispering? Because at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan, we're having a secret sale. I have a question. If it's a secret, how do people find out about it? Yeah, I see your point. Missed it by that much. Okay, here's the deal. At Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we have our sign and drive, not one dime out of your pocket lease special on a new Rogue all-wheel drive or an Altima all-wheel drive. So it's a Walzer sign and drive, absolutely nothing out of pocket? Leave your checkbook, credit card, Venmo, PayPal, everything at home, zip. So what's the payment? That's the secret part. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or BurnsvilleNissan.com, type in KQRS in the search bar, and all shall be revealed. Seems like a lot of jacking around. Well, KQ listeners have been really good to us, so we thought this was a nice way to say thanks. Besides, winter's coming, and all-wheel drive will be really nice. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or Burnsville Nissan and type in KQ. I guess that's not so bad. Wow, high praise. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Catherine's not here yet, but any second now, I'm certain. Any second. Um, ladies and gentlemen, just a couple of things from the Babylon Bee before we get started, because very, very hard-hitting, important news from the Babylon Bee, as you know. Mm-hmm. Biden leads Democrats in Pledge of Allegiance to one nation under, you know, the thing. <laughs> I love it when he goes, you know the thing. He says, you know the thing a lot. I don't know why that is. You know the thing. And also, from ba- they got a picture of a car that is uh, just driving, tipped over on its left side like this. 
Goodyear announces they will only sell tires for the left side of the car. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny. Come on, you two. Oh, God. That is. There's, that's that's great. Here. There we go. Your, your mammy is here. Stop talking about Jude. it. Dude. Mammy? Your mammy. Jude, you got shaved again, huh? Judy. Well, only partially because the mosquitoes started coming out, so I had to go. Oh. Dude. Dude. What do you think of that action, yeah, Jiu-Jitsu? But I think I did a better job this time. Of shaving them? From Looks better. I, from what I could get at. It didn't look like a garden all, rake. All of a sudden, the mosquitoes came out, and I was like, I gotta go. I understand. It was very mosquito-y. The kids yep. have just been attacked every time. 8.30. Yep, 8.30. No, all day long in our backyard. If they go outside, they get bit by bugs. Sounds like you need a weed whack. We have no... I don't know what it is. It's... Yeah, it's just... But they've. I've. true. But we've never had this problem. What problem is that? No Giant, mosquitoes? No, mos- just crazy mosquitoes all oh, the we're time. We're on the air right now. Oh. That's why we all have our headphones yeah. on. Yeah, we're all talking with our headphones <laughs> oh. on there, Catherine. Oh I don't know if you've ever seen a show before, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, the timer's on. Tell you, man. Yeah, the clock is on. If you know, I all the good s- stuff. If I survive my father's move, I'm going to be shocked. Mm. <laughs> You'll be fine. Don't worry Sounds about like you got everything set up. Uh, yeah, I get it set up, and then he's like, well, his new recliner chair. He was very attached to his lazy boy reti- recliner yep. chairs down in Arizona. Yes, I'm sure. Decided not to ship them up because it costs a lot of money to ship <coughs> oh stuff God, across the yeah. country, right? Especially giant things like that. So yeah. I ordered him a recliner thinking that I was doing the right thing, but it's no lazy boy recliner uh, that he had. <laughs> I bet he wants the lever, not a button. No, he wants it to be electric, but he wants oh, he does. his. Every single tiny thing was adjustable. And apparently the thing that I ordered, which was like a $1,600 chair that I got on sale for $800, mm. doesn't have enough adjustability. Not good enough? It's not the lazy boy that he had. Uh, <laughs> so not- Other than that. It's like... <laughs> You're fine. Don't worry about a thing. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> okay, you guys tell me what the key stat is in this next story. You ready? Key stat. Okay. The key, the key element to this story. Okay. Last weekend, FDA Chief Stephen Hahn stood with President Trump and extolled the use of plasma as a coronavirus treatment. Trump said convalescent plasma has proven to reduce mortality by 35%, and Han, while qualifying things a bit more, echoed the point. What that means is, and if the data continue to pan out, 100 people who are sick with COVID-19, 35 would have been saved because of the admission of plasma. The problem is that medical experts, even those involved in the very uh, study being cited, couldn't figure out where the 35% figure came from. Reports in the New York Times on Monday night, Han issued a mea culpa in a Twitter thread. I have been criticized for remarks I made Sunday night, wrote Han. The criticism is entirely justified. What I should have said better is that the data show a relative risk reduction, not an absolute risk reduction. So what's the key stat here? Orange man bad. The cash that he got. <laughs> oh. I guarantee you this guy got paid. These people flip in, all of these people in Washington are the biggest money-grubbing suckwads ever. What I'd like to know is, okay, so if you, get, if you get the treatment, will it hurt you in any way, shape, or form? Doesn't look, what do you think, Doc? Uh, yeah, uh, Could the, it The risk is cleric wires. That's the oh, only risk yeah. of getting plasma or getting any kind of blood product. The major risk, by far, is clerical errors. So you get the wrong plasma from the wrong person that might 
have some other disease and it's boom, pretty rare bring these them. days though I, but still that's the risk but so it's not a huge risk but so you that's do triple, the risk. Re, triple redundancy or something check you, check double check even then even then even then okay, okay so, so i mean we're talking about like you know one in i don't even know it's got to be tens of thousands and i don't and i don't know see the plasma oh, no, that's my hematology. It's, it just gave me. I don't know. I don't know if you type in crossmatch plasma. I don't, I don't think so. Think you do? No, no, I don't think you do either. I, I don't think you do. So that risk is not not great. But getting the plasma, there's always that risk of getting a little prion, a little slow virus, or something well, nutty like, like said, that. If I'm or looking like worm little things, food, just give me all this stuff. Right? Well, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. You know, that's but, all I, mean, I, I have think to that say. we're talking about like you know treating ninety year olds here. Oh. You're not going to give convalescent plasma treatment to someone who's 30 who has like a 1 in well, 10,000 chance of dying from this virus. Yeah, unless there's you, no point. Unless it's all, they've it's got a, some other thing. It's all based on symptomatology, based on exactly. risk, based on so many things. They're going to decide on doing that. We're not just going to start giving plasma to everyone who has a cough, which is what people think is what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, they want everybody to be tested who has a cough. <clears throat> yes. If you get a sniffle, cough, any any. Any symptom, a headache, you should be in get tested. Get that test. Yep. I've had an, a little allergy cough now since the ragweed came right, out. Right, right. You should be, te- you should be tested week? daily. You should be tested daily because <laughs> yeah. you have a cough. Well, I've, my temperature's taken almost every day because whenever I go see my dad, I have to fill out a form, have my temperature taken. And that's the first symptom, right, is that is, is a, a raised temperature. Yeah, I guess. No. De- no. no. They t- no I was told one, that it was. Dry that's cough. one of the symptoms. Yeah, dry cough. Well. Can be one of the first. I know it's allergies. I yeah. mean, I can Fever. walk by a, I can walk by a field of ragweed and start coughing, and my voice goes. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's evident and what it is. You can go to Hennepin County Hospital if you're an employee, mm-hmm. or Abbott Northwestern if you're an employee. No temperature check. You walk right in. That's mm. amazing. So there, are, so employees with IDs are not being checked for temperatures. At, well, unless they have scanners in the hospital. That seems nope. stupid. Well, but they, and, and Hennepin County has never checked people's body temperature. But it's like it doesn't matter because you could still have it and not have a fever. Or you I, could have a fever I, and not have it. I get yeah. the Hennepin County thing from people who work there, and I get the. I was at Abbott uh, uh, ten days ago. Didn't check my. Oh, we don't check temperatures anymore. Go mm. ahead, go ahead, knock yourself out. There you have it. So, so, I, so there's no real, you know, yeah, if you're infectious process. with anything, you would, you would think that you want to check people's body temperature just for inf- influenza. Influenza, cold, tuberculosis, any of those sort of communicable diseases, respiratory communicable diseases, you, hey, maybe you want to take a check of temperature. Maybe you shouldn't be in here. Maybe you have TB. I don't think so. <laughs> and now back to the end of the story. Oh, please. Mm. It may sound like a wonky clarification, but it's a big one, writes Aaron Blake of the Washington Post. Here's what I like. Now, a writer for the Washington Post knows more than a doctor. Of course. Hahn distorted a stat comparing subsets of patients. Strictly speaking, the treatment would have saved about three out of 100 coronavirus patients, not 35, writes Blake. Hahn has taken criticism over the mistake, though the Times quotes a Johns Hopkins researcher involved in the Mayo Clinic study central to the controversy who suggests people shouldn't get too carried away. Do I know where the 35% comes from? Asks Dr. Arturo Casadeval. No, but I think the, the important thing is that all the indicators, all, this is a doctor now, All the indicators show that a a reduction in mortality, 
The FDA has granted emergency use authorization for the treatment. And Han tweeted that it's not the same as permanent approval. The agency will continue to monitor its use and will revoke authorization if needed. But if it saves three people, isn't that a wonderful thing? Three out yeah. of 100? Yeah. yeah. So mean, not 35 out of 100. So how can they be off? I don't see the, his, I don't see the other statement represented an order of magnitude difference. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know where they got the three either. They didn't explain that one. They didn't explain that either. Exactly. Mm. But if it saves one life, it's well worth it, isn't it? Yeah, but they, I don't, I, so I guess well, the, the numbers aren't a prospective double-blind study, and that's the gold standard of right, this, no, whether this works or not. So they <clears throat> they have taken you know they have taken three hundred people, give half of them you know a placebo, give the other half the plasma, and then see what happens. You know they both may be saved by two by by three. That's a small number. Three out of a hundred. Three percent. It's not very many. You know what though. Let's assume it's right down the middle, that it's 17 out, or 18 yeah. out of 100. Uh, give the plasma. Exactly. So give them the plasma. Now, now, one thing I'd like to point out about this story, the two doctors in the story both say that it's worth using because it works, whether it's 3 or 35 or 18 like we, we assume that it is. Both doctors say, yes, we should move ahead. The federal government said we should move ahead. The one guy who says we should move ahead is a writer for the Washington Post. What do you know, Aaron Blake? I mean, we're trying to save people's lives here. Isn't that a good thing? Well, he's got to make a living, I guess, and he's he's well, an expert now. Good luck. He's, he's, he's read some things on the internet and a couple yes. and, a, and a chapter out of a book, so he knows. He's, he knows. Well, sure. I see what they're doing. What? Well, we got to take a break. We'll be right back, yeah. and Tandy will tell us what they're doing. Yeah. Right what the hell this. are they doing? Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. <clears throat> All right, Andy, we got a guest coming up in a couple of minutes. So what were you telling us? You said, I see. So the 3% versus 35% thing, 35% is the relative decrease, and 3% is the absolute decrease. So oh, okay. you yeah. have 10 people, uh, and your drug saves – I have to formulate this properly because – I think – I. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think if you have a you have a hundred people, you have a hundred people, say a thousand people, hundred people are positive and sick with the virus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Say thirty of those people are going to die. So then they do the thing. So instead of thirty people dying, only only twenty seven people die. Mm-hmm. So three so three of the twenty seven is thirty percent. Three or no, I no, no, ten people die instead of. No, 20 people die instead of 10 people die. So 10 people uh, relative to the 30 
would be 30%, but mm-hmm. relative right. to overall numbers, yeah. it's 3%, exactly. 100. Yeah, so, it's, it's a math thing. Neither number means anything by itself. No, it doesn't mean anything. So that's, well, but yeah, basically the absolute is always smaller than the relative by quite a bit. Yeah. Well, so they're know. not, they're, they're saying that like the actual number is three, but you know, but it's not that doesn't, that's not actual versus fake. They're two different numbers. And if you don't understand what the numbers mean, then you might as well be trying to decipher Sanskrit. So don't well, even exactly. try. Well, well, I did notice once again uh, in this morning's paper that those two people in St. Louis that protected their home after they broke down the gate to gain entrance to their property, that didn't shoot anybody. Neither gun was loaded, as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, her gun wasn't even real. His gun wasn't loaded. They still claimed on the AP this morning that they pointed guns at innocent protesters for no reason. They're... Did you not see the gates smashed to hell? Did you not hear people shouting, we'll kill you? Why do they leave that stuff out? I I just would like to know how it is that that they can keep printing in the paper over and over again that those two people were the bad guys. Because they don't want the story to end. They want the story to continue on and on and on because it's just the way sensationalism is the way journalists work now. But we should just not allow that to happen. When are these news organizations going to have the feet being held to the fire here? Not You've until been they lying for decades. You, you know the. You know you're not. You really are not supposed to be outside your house threatening people with weapons. I think that's the deal. But, right. Generally, but, 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 I do it in, all the time. in the face of rioting around you where they're burning things down. Absolutely. I think the argument is is that I was I was fearful that if I was in my house, they would set my house on fire Correct. and I would die. So I think that you said I was protecting my house from being set on fire. That's exactly right. And I the governor we, already pardoned him anyway. Yeah, so. Have our guest. Excellent. I, I just really wish the, they would stop lying. That's all I'm saying. That'd be good. Yep. On the loving end of crazy, finding hope and help to face your loved one's crippling anxiety and depression, Faith McDonald, our special guest. Well, I'm one of them uh, since this COVID thing broke out and the BLM thing broke out and the election broke out. Faith, you got to save me from my crippling anxiety and depression over all these things that are going on in America. What do you say? Oh, wow. That's a challenge, right? It is. That's a huge challenge. Um, Yeah, everybody seems to be facing... Uh, unprecedented levels, unprecedented levels of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's no. I have anxiety every morning when I wake up. Faith, I have anxiety because I think, oh God, another day of this. You know, there are oh, great wow. things too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, there are things that I, I love my family dearly. They're all here with me today. Our, one of our family friends is with us today. So there are many, many things I'm grateful for and I'm happy about. But. It's the lying and the cheating and the stealing. and, and uh, They're not actually trying to help anybody. They're just trying to, I don't know. I don't care who gets elected president. I'll still be breathing air. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a... Times are filled with conflict, that's for sure. And I know um, my book is about our son's struggle and us standing beside him. And I right. know that it has... Uh, definitely been worse in the last few months. Oh, God, yeah, there's no question about that. Now, my, my lovely wife, Catherine, is at the other end of the table from me. Catherine, yes. do, you, do you know anybody that has a great deal of anxiety? Yes. What's his name? I mean, what's their name? 
Tom Bernard. I do. I have tons of anxiety, and to tell yeah. you the truth, I have since I was a little boy. Oh wow! So it do. seems like you're you're able to function despite mm. it. <laughs> My wife is arguing with you, Faith. She, she's well, not agreeing with you, Faith. That, well, but he I functions can't. better on some days. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And it's hard, right, to be with someone who's anxious and you think, well, what am I supposed to say? You know, what kind of things can I say that will help? I love Faith McDonald. Be calming. <laughs> Pardon? I said, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, that is the thing, is if people that are super anxious, there really isn't anything another person can do to get them to be an unanxious person. You can kind of help right. through some situations, but it also seems like, for me, I observe Tom as his coping mechanisms are, you know, stress eating, sitting there watching uh, mindless television and chewing on his lip, you know, <laughs> ruminating. Yeah. And yeah, it's a lot like, of ruminating. yeah. And if and if, and if you tr- if you break the pa- if you try to break the pattern or try to you know get him to do something else, it actually makes him sort of more anxious. Yeah, or angry at you. Yes. Right. Well, don't say, get it. Oh, you think no. You know, maybe we'll go for a walk instead. It's like, why are you talking to me? Yes. Now, you said your son uh, has anxiety disorder. Is that right? Yeah. He's, well, he's been diagnosed with, I guess they call it anxiety disorder. At different mm-hmm. times in his life, he struggled with anxiety or depression. They seem to go hand in hand. Right. And um, definitely has days when, you know, he, he's not out of bed today. He's like, yeah, I just don't feel good. Right. Like, right. And how old is your son? He's 33. 33, okay. You could pass along something from his Uncle Tommy here in Minneapolis. Um, the, the, the upside to the anxiety and the, the depression issues is I don't have fear. I'm not afraid okay. of anyone or anything, and, I, and I, I didn't choose to be that way. I just don't fear any person or anything. Uh, and maybe anxiety takes it all that takes all that away from me or whatever. But there is an upside in that he will not face a lot of fear. I don't think once he deals with his anxiety. Yeah, that's a really interesting perspective because I think in my mind I sort of consider fear leading to anxiety, but I never thought about it that way. Gives me a good conversation to have with him. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to him about his about fear because he probably doesn't have a whole lot. Uh, the anxiety part of it comes from well, I, it, it's actually uh, just one word. My anxiety comes from people. That's where it comes okay. from. Well, yeah. People will do the most disgusting things for money, Faith. It is unbelievable what people will do for money. They will watch people die if they get a check for a hundred thousand dollars. That's where oh. I get my anxiety, right there. Yeah, gosh. Well, I mean, well, look, no, at, I <laughs> look at COVID, though, Faith. Look at COVID. There are people dying. They probably could have kept a lot of those people alive, but they sent them into retirement homes. They Therefore, the older people in the retirement homes died. There was no reason for that to have happened, except for uh. elections and money. So that's the good part. Tell your son I said so, and he'll snap out of it. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> That'll help. Well, there you go. Well, I have. I used to have very bad anxiety. I'm Alex, Tom's daughter, 
And oh, hi, Alex. Hello. I'd have like day long panic attacks where it was just okay. like yeah. it, it would like spiral and I like couldn't do anything. And um, I found out that I'm a highly sensitive person and I read a book called The Highly Sensitive Person and it like okay. completely changed my life. Oh, wow. Because it, fo- it made me pay attention to, like, because it was it got me out of the, like, what's wrong with me? Why am I like this? What's my problem? And made me think of, like, oh, I'm sensitive, but that also means I, like, love people more. And I'm yeah. when I am happy, I'm happier than most people, and I feel things. So I feel tough things more, but also good things. And that changed a ton. And meditation. Those are, like, the two okay. things that helped me the most and it's so interesting to hear what different people like what helps because anxiety is not a thing where it's like oh you can do the thing that I did and it'll help you too for sure you know right yeah and I find my son is a really sensitive person Yeah. so I'm gonna look this book up you should it's amazing and there's one about parenting a highly sensitive person and stuff it's very interesting it was amazing Faith, do you have a, do you have a, uh, I, I need to take a very quick break. Do you have several, uh, a few more minutes that we could bring you back after the break, a two-minute break? Oh, sure. Excellent. We'll be right back with Faith McDonald, ladies and gentlemen, on the loving end of crazy, finding hope and help to face your loved one's crippling anxiety and depression. We're going to talk a lot about how Faith handles all this right after the break. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. My funky one. Funky one. Is Doug Sprintall a funky one? Must be. I think it must be. Ladies and gentlemen, on the loving end of crazy, finding hope and help to face your loved one's crippling anxiety and depression, Faith McDonald, our special guest. So, how do you handle uh, your your son's anxiety and depression? You personally. Um, How do I personally? Well, um, like Alex mentioned, you know, spend time meditation, um, prayer. My faith has really helped me. Know, relate to him, um, learned lots of things about myself, about my expectations um, of what a, you know, a good day looks like and thinking, okay, well, it's different for right. him. Right. I need to change my expectations. Um, and, you know, knowing that he can get better, I think when Matt was in the uh, most depressing, most anxious ridden times, having lots of panic attacks that we didn't understand what they were. I thought, this is our life. This is where we're going to live forever. And once he was able to get 
medical help. He has a counselor that he sees on a regular basis. Um, you know, he got better. He mm-hmm. still struggles every day. Sometimes seems like a, a challenge for him, but definitely got better from the worst. And knowing that for me, that people can get better, even if they're in the middle of a panic attack. It's like, all right, well, we can get medical help. We can get counseling help, and he can, you know, have a better day tomorrow. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Now, now, Faith, was there a point where you kind of blamed yourself for his depression and anxiety? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I thought so. Um, I wrote a, a post one time about um, blame and said, you know, if you're the mother of a, uh, a child or a person who struggles with depression or anxiety, you find a way to blame yourself. And um, what I've discovered is I can still think, oh, well, it was my fault because I did such and such. But really, blame doesn't do anything except mire you down into a, a state of helplessness. So I have learned to forgive myself for mistakes that I made, um, realize that it's, you know, Matt's depression is not because of me or his anxiety is not because of me. And um, just when I let go of the blame, I'm far better able to function in a proactive manner that's helpful to him. See, I think that's wonderful. Uh, and by the way, you're also challenged that we, we are as parents, you are as a parent. When you watch the news and, and realize the message that's being sent across television news, the newspapers, radio, and all the rest of it, there's no forgiveness anymore for anything. If you do something uh-huh. wrong, we have to bury you and we have to ruin you. There's no forgiveness anymore. It's bizarre. Uh-huh. Yeah, and forgiveness is what, you know, helps people function in relationships, mm-hmm. helps people function and have a healthy self-concept. Yeah, I did something wrong, but tomorrow, you know, I'm a strong Christian and believe, you know, that forgiveness was modeled by Christ. Um, and what did, so how many times do you forgive? Well, 70 times 7, which, um, forgiveness is huge. It is. It's huge, and people don't, there there isn't any of it in the national, or I should say international scope. Uh, forgiving someone now is is just not, it just is not happening at all anymore, which is really, really sad. Do you, are you getting all the support that you need from your, your uh, you have, I don't know if you have other sons and daughters, your husband, your brothers, your sisters, whomever, are you getting support from them, you personally? Yeah, I have a counselor that I talk to, you know, periodically. Um, it's really important when you do, you know, you have someone that you love who struggles to get that kind of support. Um, it, I think it's hard for families. I have two other adult children, and mm-hmm. um, I think they struggle to find their way in relationship with their brother, if that makes any sense. It does, yeah. It's kind of like you said... His, for a while, a few years ago, his life was totally at a standstill because of anxiety and depression. And I almost think they still see him as that person, even though he's grown beyond that. So that's hard. It is. Yeah. I, well, first of all, I mean, I have four brothers and two sisters, and we don't all get along. We we really don't agree. I'm not a very political person. I probably sound like I am sometimes, but I'm not a uh, Democrat nor a Republican. I'm kind of a centrist. 
And I have brothers and sisters, some are way far left and some are way far right, and you kind of think, how did all of us grow up in the same house? How did that happen? You know, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think another thing that's missing, along with forgiveness, and maybe it's all part of the same thing, without uh, something or someone to answer to, I think human beings struggle. And right now, you're not supposed to believe in one another. You're not supposed to believe in, in God. You're not supposed to believe in anything. But if you have no one to answer to, boy, life becomes a struggle, doesn't it? I think it's actually good for you to, to be held responsible for your actions. Yeah, I think so. So, The whole thing I just think... If we didn't have that, if we were just in control, it would be a pretty chaotic world. Well, and it sure is. Centered around me, right? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. The whole world's about me, and therefore I can do and say whatever I want, including ruining your life, and I don't have to answer for anything because I'm the most important thing there is, which is, which is... How long did it take you to write the book, Faith? Um, it took, once I decided to do it and start it, a couple years, you know, wrote it, and then, of course, went back through and revised it. I'm, I'm a writing teacher, so oh, okay. I think I'm probably hardest on myself. Mm-hmm. I went back through and think, oh, is this written right? Have I chosen the right words? And um, then I got to the point where I felt like, wow, there's other moms like me out there who need a message of hope. You know, that's what I, I wanted to communicate with the book there, a message of hope, and um, this is hard. It's, a, it's challenging. No, it is but absolutely. There are tools that you can develop. You know. Yep, it is a I great I learned to have better conversations with my husband, with my kids, with, you know, our son who struggles. Is your, is your husband helpful to you in this situation? Um, sometimes, but in the book I talk about, it was very difficult for us mm-hmm. when our son began to really struggle. He was a freshman in college and failed out and then began to drink really heavily and do very stupid things when he was drunk. So we had the police calling us a lot, and you mm-hmm. can imagine that stress as a family. Yeah. And my husband and I both approached it from very different perspectives. So that was very hard. It talk about blame. I blamed myself. I blamed him. Um, and we really had to work through a lot of, you know, very difficult things, realize, realizing that he wasn't to blame. I'm not to blame. Um, having better conversations about, you know, understanding where each other is coming from. And um, believing, I had to get to the point where I believed we were both operating out of love mm-hmm. for Matt and each other, even though it didn't always look like that. I understand that completely. On the loving end of crazy, finding hope and help to face your loved one's crippling anxiety and depression, you do a great interview, Faith. Thank you very much for your time, and, and you, have a, you have the strength to do this. Don't worry about it. You got it, and so does your son. Oh, thank you so much. This was just really fun for me, fun to talk to you and your wife and your daughter. And I, my son Andrew's here too, but he stayed silent. <laughs> oh, hi, Andrew. Hello. <laughs> what a, what a fun way to uh, complete an interview. I had never done it like this before. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And come back. Come back soon. Let us know how things are going, if you would, Faith. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye.
Does she not seem like the sweetest woman on earth? Yes. That poor Faith. Well. Oh, uh, what? What do you mean, well? Things happen. You just gotta deal with them. <laughs> oh, oh okay. That's life. Well, yeah. you know, that kids love it, but you know. No, yeah, it is. Sounds like she's dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's she's written a book to try. What I really like about it is she wrote the book not about what she's been through, but she wrote the book to help other people try to get through what they're going through, mm-hmm. which I really admire. She Absolutely. seemed like a very very nice person. She did. I didn't ask her where she was from, by the way. She, she probably had, says on her bio well, somewhere. Well, she has a li- she has a little bit of an accent. It doesn't really matter, you know where, but um, yeah, I, I don't see it on here anyway. But it doesn't matter. Like I said, she it. It's got to be difficult because, you know, Alex, you had a lot of anxiety. Andy had a lot of anxiety and some depression as well, mm-hmm. but it wasn't to the point where you stayed in bed for a month, you know? No. That is true. It's she's a different deal. currently a teacher at Penn State. Oh, she's a Penn That's State. That's what I There's your accent. There you I go. One, of, up. one of your brethren. One of our people. One, one of your of my people. people. One of my people. You know, it, uh, I, I, you know I, yeah, I, you can't fix that. That's the saddest yeah. thing about that. You yeah. can't fix that problem unless, unless, like Andy and Alex, fix it yourself. That's the only. No, you per- can't fix somebody. You, you, no, no. Now, if 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 that child wants to be fixed, taken sure. care of, and sorted out, they can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the so the kid has. We we got into college. He has the intellect mm-hmm. to be able to do that. So he should be. But he's the only person. It's just a bit like uh, chemicals. You don't want to stop using them. Yeah. You ain't gonna stop using them. You don't stop using yeah. them until you want to stop using them. Right. That's right. Exactly the same thing. And then you die. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. Most people that on use that heavy chemicals note. die. It's, just, <laughs> it's not a happy die. note. I said that. on that happy Shoot. note, we need to take a break. All right, we do need to take a break. We'll be back with hour two. Another great guest coming up next hour with the family.